Hashem, let us begin. Let's begin a new life because today is uh, your life. It's all of our lives, Baruch Hashem. We're always waiting for life. When is my life going to change? When are things going to change? When am I, when am I going to become who I want to become? So there's no greater time than the present moment. And the Yitzhahara, of course, is constantly pushing a person for negativity. The Yitzhahara is constantly changing, uh, challenging your, your head, our perspective on what I can't do, what I didn't do, and all the negativity of what I'm not going to do. And that's one of the reasons why we learn purity of speech, because Lashon Hara is not just about speaking bad about another Jew. Lashon Hara is the outgrowth of the negativity that, that one has within himself and the, the thoughts that a person has of himself of how I'm not this, I'm not this, and I'm not going to be this, and I'm etc. All the negative thinking that we have in ourselves. And when we squeeze out the orange, when you squeeze an orange, you get orange juice. So when you squeeze yourself and you get negativity, then it means that you have negative inside of you. When you're talking Lush and Hara about somebody, it means, besides the fact that it means if you see something negative in somebody else, it means that you have that yourself. But besides that, it's the fact that you're seeing the negative in another person, you're seeing the negative in life. Mi ha'isha chavetz chaim. If you want to love life, mi ha'isha chavetz chaim. Ohev yamim liros tov. Try as best as you can to find the good. Try to find the good. Try as best as you can to find the good. You're someone who loves, who pushes himself to find the good. It doesn't mean you're always going to find the good. But if my, if my, if my dedication when I wake up in the morning is I want to try and find the good in myself. I want to try and find the good in others. I want to create an amazing day. I want to create, I'm committed to create an amazing week. I'm, 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 I'm committed to create an amazing life. Because this is, you want to train yourself to, to live like this in your life. This is how you want to train yourself. It doesn't matter whether you're going to be married. It doesn't matter whether you're going to have kids. It doesn't matter if you, when, when, when you're going to have kids, when you're going to be married, when you're going to have your job. It's all the same thing. The question is, am I, am I, am I living a life of Liro's Tov? Am I training myself? Am I working myself to see goodness, to see beauty, to see the good? And, and not to get upset when you don't see the good. It's a very normal thing when a person does not see the good. It's very normal when a person is stuck and he's, and he's stuck in a, in a negative uh, rut or he's stuck with negative thoughts. That's a very normal thing. It's a very normal thing. Just the more and the quicker you learn how to unravel it and you learn to be okay with it and you learn to, to catch it and you learn to, to, to sort of dance with it, whatever that means, to sort of balance yourself with it. And, and then, then, then you'll be able to, to have a, the life that you want to have. That's, that's how you have Because life is not about what happens to you. Life is not about what happens to you. Life is, 
not about what happens to you. Life is how you deal with what happens to you. Life is what, what your perspective is on what's happening. Not what's happening. You have two people who have the same exact thing that's happening. And one guy and one person can be like, okay, great. What a great opportunity. The other person could say, oh, wow, this is, uh, this is going to hurt me. This is going to destroy me. The other person could say, okay, great. Right? You take two people. One person says, I just realized that I have a real big problem on, on whatever it is. I just realized that I can't stop giving into my desires. I just realized that. I am so weak, I can't stop giving into my desires. So one guy, one person is like, oh my gosh, I'm doomed. The other person is like, wow, Baruch Hashem, I just realized that I have this problem. Let me go ask someone to help me with this problem so I could fix my life. So it's all, it's all the same thing. These two people, right? This guy grows up with, with uh, you know, and he says, oh my goodness, I grew up with a terrible father, a terrible mother, and now I'm going to be doomed because this is the way my life is going to be because of my children. The other guy is like, okay, I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to change. I'm going to make the change that I want to make. So it's not what's going on in your life. Right? This guy has a tough roommate. This guy's a tough roommate. So he's like, oh my gosh, my year is going to be terrible. My week, my month is going to be terrible. The other guy's like, okay, great, wow. What an amazing opportunity for me to either, for me to work on myself and for me to learn uh, patience, for me to see the good in somebody else. right? Or this is an opportunity for me to leave the room and to show myself that I believe in myself and I'm going to have a great year and I'm going to just get out of the bad situation, whatever it is. There's, there's infinite variables of what I'm talking about. Question, comments, and then we'll learn the halacha. I made a bracha before. Yeah, we good? Everything that we're saying is, is obvious. We all know this. The reason we do this is because we want to remind ourselves every day of the truth and what life is about. And when you start off your week, when you start off your day knowing what life is about, then you're ready for it. You say, okay, I'm gonna have a first seder, I'm gonna have this morning, how can I make, what, one, of the, one of the biggest problems that we have, and I'm okay saying that because I'm not gonna say, oh, one of the biggest problems of our generation is, no. One of the biggest problems that people have in general is the lack of full responsibility that they can take on their mood, on what they can do. If we would realize how much power we have to live the life that we want to live, we would be so much happier because it's totally, totally in our, in our, uh, in our control. Yes, I'll yell. A few seconds. Uh, responsibility, responsibility. Exactly, beautiful. Exactly. You guys hear that? Responsibility means I'm able, I'm able to respond. Response, ability. I'm able to respond. I have the ability to respond. Someone who feels that they can't respond, they can't respond. And sometimes a person can have that. He could say, I'm, I'm not in control. I can't control. I, I can't control. Right. One of the things that addictions that people who are who are addicts they sometimes come to the terms that they say, I'm just, I'm just out of control. I can't do anything about it. So what do they do? Eliakim, what do they do? What they do is they say, what I could do is I could get help. That's a response also, right? Like we say all the time, right? don't protect, 
Don't protect yourself. Get, get, get the help that you need. If I could say, so what's the problem? How could I ever have any problem if I could go over to someone and say, and say, could you help me with this? Could you help me with this? Could you help me with this? As long as you're going around and saying, could you help me, could you help me, could you help me, then you'll be great with everything, whatever it might be. Could you help me make money? Could you help me get married? Could you help me get happy? Could you help me learn to understand uh, Torah better? Could you help me have a great relationship with Hashem? Could you help me have a good relationship with my parents? Could you help me with my anxiety? <coughs> so what's the problem? Go over to anyone and say, could you help me? Could you help me? I can't help you, but someone else can help you. I can't help you, someone else can help you. Especially when we're in yeshiva. That's what yeshiva is about. It's not like you're, you're in the world, and I'm sure even there also, it's the same thing. You're at, jo- at your job, you're saying, oh, I'm having a problem with this. Could you help me? Great. I know it sounds, it sounds so simple, the answer is that it is simple. It's very simple. As opposed to, i got to figure it all out by myself. Why do you got to figure it out? out all by yourself? Okay. Okay, yeah, we good? Make sense? Question, comments? Where's the say that? what? That, uh, you have to... Oh, by eight, what, to ask other people. Yeah. So he says by eight, very good. Mordechai's holding uh, he says it. Well, next time I'm going to say, say you, you, you tell me. How about this? You find it for me. Okay, I'll do it this time. You find it for me. Person, he talks about having friends. Well, Mordechai is talking about having friends to ask people to, to help you. It's, I'll give you a hint. It's in Anava somewhere. Okay. The re- the reason it's in Anava is because the humble person, the humble person, knows that there's nothing wrong. With going ahead and saying, could you help me out? I need help. Great. You, you, you ask someone to help you, you're the richest man in the world. Because you can have so many people help you with so many things. Right? The Balgaiva, the irony is the Gaiva, God's got to do it all himself. I've got to figure it all out by myself. The humble person has people help him. Okay. Yeah, Shlemy, you wanted to say something? You look like you're good. Okay. Let's do the halacha. Page 139. To whom are you not allowed to speak Lashon Hara? So we said, we said last time, to any Jew, including relatives, parents, children, and siblings. This is unbelievable. It doesn't matter who, to whom, or about whom you are talking. Even if you are talking, we're page 139, day 52. Even if you are talking to your parents about a sibling, because you want your parent to influence him, you still have to be very careful if it's for no constructive reason, right? You notice, okay, there's an intense case over here. You notice that your brother is cheating in business. You're not allowed to tell your mother, you know, Yankee is such a cheater. I don't know what's going on with him. Okay, obviously, if it's a real thing, you can help him out. You can tell your mother to help him out. But we're talking about Stam here. That's what he says, right? You can, uh, you can tell someone who can help him. But you cannot talk, you're not allowed to talk um, to one sibling about the other. You tell your daughter about your son. Right? You hear this? You can't even tell your daughter about your son. To say, you tell your daughter about your son, Moishi is so lazy. He wakes up so late. Now again, if you're telling your daughter for constructive purposes to help your son, that of course you could do. If you're telling your wife 
something about one of your children, then of course you could do that. But when you're saying it just to say the line, right? If you're just saying it just to roll your eyes and say, oh my gosh, just like I said many times about talking about your parents. You can't just talk to your sibling and just say, oh gosh, yeah, mommy's such a this and daddy's such a this. If you're trying to work on yourself, to understand yourself, if you're in therapy, if you have a close friend, if you're talking to your Rebbe to help you identify and understand yourself, that's a different, that's a different conversation. To try and learn to be a better child, to, to try and learn to be a better parent, to be a, a better sibling, then of course you can mention these things. But we're talking about just Stam going about mentioning and just saying things out of the blue. That's something that does not help anyone, and it just hurts the situation. Even, you hear this? Even to your spouse, even to your, even to your, uh, even to your uh, child, even to your parents, whatever it might be, even to your siblings about your, your parents. Now, be very, very careful. And again, I want to say this clearly. Of course, if you need help, and you want to talk to someone to help you work through something, then of course, it's a mitzvah to do that. But we're talking about just sitting around, and, and everyone has to know himself to know how, how that works. If I'm sitting around in a room just talking about, uh, just talking negatively, one of the ways I judge myself on that is how do you feel afterwards? Do you feel closer to your parents afterwards? Do you feel closer to your siblings afterwards? Do you feel closer to your child after you say it? Do you feel that that motivates you to get closer to them and help them? Or do you feel more angry? If after you talk to someone, you feel more angry about it, then more, most of the time, it was Lash So, I mean, are you allowed to talk negatively about someone if it's part of, like, talking through it with someone? Or Not only are you allowed to, it's a mitzvah to do that because you're healing yourself. So, so it, depends, it depends what you're doing, and, and you'll know that. I mean, if, you know, if you're talking to someone to help you work through things, and that's the biggest thing. And even with your spouse, or even with a sibling about your parents. If you're talking to a sibling about your parents and saying, oh gosh, I have such a hard time with mommy. I have such a hard time with dad. That's great if that's helping you get a better relationship with them. But if it's just to get you more angry, yeah, 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 you know. Everybody knows. It's a very fine line. It's a good question. Yeah? Okay, we good? Anybody else? Okay, wonderful. Hashem will help each and every one of us to be Zoha. We, we will be blessed to only see the good in everyone else, to see the good in ourselves, and to work on that. And I, and I just want to say something again that we've spoken about. It's so important to learn how to have self-talk. It's so important how to learn to talk to yourself and to be able to pick up in negativity that you have on yourself, negativity that you that you feed your brain on a constant basis, because that will not go away. It will not go away. It will only go away when you begin to change your thinking. You have to switch, you have to rewire your brain. Don't think you don't have to rewire. And a person can learn as much Torah as he wants. I'm saying this for real. You can learn and learn and learn and learn and learn and learn and learn. If you don't learn to rewire your brain, and you don't learn to rewire yourself, then you will just constantly and continuously feed yourself the negative. Whether it's I gotta be perfect 
whether it's I'm not going to ever have a successful life, whether it's I'm, I'm, I'm not good enough, whether it's I'm not worthy, whatever it might be. And a person has to totally, totally work on that. I believe, in, I believe with, with our generation a lot, we're, we're a lot in our head. We have to really change our head a lot. We really have to learn to change our head. Our thinking is very powerful. I'm not sure why it's like that. Maybe because we're just maybe more lazy. I'm not sure what the shot is. It could be back in the day, like you had to just be busy or doing things. I'm not sure. It doesn't matter why. But I think we live a lot in our head, where a guy could just live in his head, and his head can just drive himself bananas. Can literally drive himself bananas. You know, it's like the old joke where the guy, I mean, it's not a joke. It's like the guy, you know, three o'clock in the morning, just sitting there, you know, painting this picture of his life and blah, 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 blah. And then four o'clock in the morning, he looks at the clock at four o'clock in the morning, like what happened between three o'clock and four o'clock? Absolutely nothing. It's just all in your head. It's totally in your head. So Hashem will help us fix our head. Hashem will help us fix our thinking. And through that, we'll be zochen not to speak Lashar. Because if you have a negative look at, at people, it's a very normal thing. But it means that you have a very negative look at yourself. That's really what it means. If you are very angry and negative and sad at other people, it means ultimately that that's, that's within you yourself and uh, to, to try and fix yourself. So Hashem will help us and all the Jewish people to only see the good today and every day. Amen. Okay. We continue in Mitzvah Sharmur in Parag Dalid. And the part that we're up to, it's the end of the parak. There are two parts as we finish the parak. We've been on the three different motivating factors. Now I'm going to go on the third motivating factor, which means why am I going to be motivated to change my life? Number one reason is, is because I'm in competition with myself. I want greatness. When you want greatness, you will do anything to achieve that greatness. Nothing will stop me, and I'm going to be upset at myself when I don't do the things that I want to do. And you know what, there's a positive aspect of being upset at yourself. There is a positive thing. The positive thing is you have expectations. You have expectations from yourself. I want greatness and I want to get somewhere. And the things that bother me when I don't get somewhere are myself, that's number one. The second reason is, we said, is that it's difficult to live a life and you have competition. It's competition. This guy's better. This guy's better. This guy's better. And that's painful when everyone's better than you. So could you imagine when your life is over? Now you're 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. You can change anything about yourself. So what do you... And still it bothers you when someone's better than you. So could you imagine what it's going to be like for you when everything's over? That's number two. And number three, we spoke about on Thursday. Number three is... Is that there are consequences. There are consequences to everything that we do, from little to big. And we live in a world where we think it's all the big stuff that makes the difference. It's not the big stuff that makes the difference. It's the little, little things that we do every day. It's the little, little things that we do every day that brings us to greatness. And that greatness this is what we left off on Thursday. That greatness has nothing to do with what other people see. That greatness is not in the world of what other people see. What other people see is like the tip of an iceberg. What does that mean? You see this little tip, but you don't realize that there's a whole world going on under. 
When you see a person who's successful, when you see someone who is somebody, that's all the tip of the greatness of what they've been working to do and working to do. And that's the daily grind. The little tiny things. It's the food that you eat. Nobody knows how you eat. It's the exercise that you're doing. Nobody knows how much time you exercise. It's the Lashon Hara that you don't speak. Nobody knows the Lashon Hara that you didn't speak. It's the things that you closed your eyes not to look at. That nobody knows your tithes. Oh, that I wanted to look at something and I didn't look at someone. No one knows that what Friday afternoon, right, I couldn't get a picture of him. But he doesn't know it. But now, so, so what? The world now will know, right, whoever's in Elizabeth, that I saw, right, I saw someone standing two hours before Shabbos by a bus stop. And I always see him when he's on a bus. He always does this. I saw him on the corner by a bus stop in the middle of a lot of people learning and learning and learning and learning and learning. I couldn't get a thing because I was driving, right? Shimon Gold, right? Shimon Gold. You can't hide your greatness. You can run away, but you can't hide your greatness. Someone's going to catch your greatness. I couldn't catch the picture. I was going to get into a, it was worth it almost to get into a car accident to get a picture of him standing by the bus stop, right? Or on the bus, or next to the bus. Why? That's greatness. That's greatness. Not because now we clap and now everyone knows Shimagol and he's all embarrassed and he's all that. That's not why. He don't need that. It doesn't matter if I said it. It doesn't matter if I did say it, if I didn't say it. Someone who's grinding is grinding. Someone who's doing little things is going to do little things. And the result, and the result is greatness. The result is greatness. The result of small things. And you know what the irony is? When you do the little things and you don't do little things, when you don't do little things, you think, okay, big deal. So I didn't do this. So I didn't do this. So I didn't do this. So I keep on giving in to my tithes. So I keep on doing this. You know what that does? That's, we call that slow death. It's called slow death. That's ultimately slow death. You don't kill yourself right away, but when you keep on giving into your desire, when you keep on feeding yourself negative stuff, when you keep on not doing things. So good, what happens? What happens is, okay, oh, that's how I ended up. Let, let, let me tell everyone something. Nobody ends up anywhere. You don't end up. Ending up somewhere sounds like, sounds like someone else put you there. You don't end up anywhere. You put yourself exactly where you want to be. And wherever you are is a result of all the little things that you have done till this moment. <coughs> till this moment. As Zalmi, Zalmi says, it might not be your fault. It might not be your fault. But ultimately it's your responsibility. It might not be your fault that you are angry at the world. But you're angry at the world. It might not be your fault that you give in to your desires. But you give in to your desires. It might not be your fault that you feel like, I don't know how to learn so well. It might not be your fault. No one is saying that any of this is your fault. But ultimately, you're not doing it. Ultimately, you're not living the life that you want to live. Question, comments. And that's what he says. Right, the Gemara Baba Kama, Right, if you say, eh, Hashem doesn't care, the little things that I do, doesn't care, blah, blah, blah. It's all, it's all whatever. You're living in that world, you're in big, big trouble. Everything is significant. Everything is significant. Every little thing we do. And a person, Baruch Hashem, is able to do tshuva. That's the, that's the blessing 
of Hashem. That's the love of Hashem that Hashem has for us. Is all you could do is you could say, I'm sorry, I want to change, I want to grow. Someone help me change. Hashem, help me change, help me grow. Question, comments, please. It's like what Rabbi yes. used to say. Uh, the small things in a marriage is to take them out of the gun, exactly. close the door, that makes Exactly. 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 Not the big half uh, of your household. Correct. Correct. <laughs> what Shlaimi is saying. No, but it's true. Shlaimi is saying, and it's very true. People think to have a great marriage means. Oh, okay. Shlaimi I, I, is chazering over what I always say. The people who have great marriages are not people who say, oh, I take my wife on vacation and I wine and dine her and I do all these things. Not that, of course, of course, it's a beautiful thing to do. I've spoken to many people who have terrible marriages and they're going on this trip and they're going on that trip and they're going on this thing and they're going on that thing. That's not how you have a great marriage. A great marriage is the day-to-day grind of thank you, good morning, thank you, good morning, good afternoon, listening, the little tiny things. And that's that's the relationship with anyone is like that. The relationship with anyone is like that is over time, is consistent, is persistent, is the little tiny things with Hashem. Right, I liked Zami what you put. Right? We spoke about that the other day about that relationship. Someone reminded me that I said that about Yiddishkeit, about Judaism. That Judaism is not a religion. Judaism is about a relationship with Hashem. Judaism, the reason people have difficulty with all the laws and all the rules is because they say, oh, it's religion. It's a religion, and I gotta do this, otherwise I'm gonna get punished, and I gotta do this, otherwise I'm gonna get punished. I'm going to get a reward if I do this. I'm going to go, no, no, no. It's about what's your relationship. Am I doing things for Hashem? Hashem is for sure doing things for me. What's my relationship with Hashem? Do I have a relationship with Hashem? Do I have a relationship? How do I build my relationship? And you know how you ask that question? What's my relationship with everybody? What do I have a relationship with everybody? Because those are one and the same. Hashem is a relationship. Hashem is a relationship. What's the relationship I have with my parents? What's the relationship I have with my siblings? What's the relationship I have with friends? What's the relationship I have with whoever it might be? And that will help you to understand what your relationship with Hashem is. And all of that is, is little things. It's tiny things. It's washing Nebelwasser in the morning. It's washing your hands six times in the morning. What's the big deal? It's saying Asher Yatar. It's remembering that after you go to the bathroom to say, thank you Hashem that you helped me be able to go to the bathroom. It's going ahead and before I take a drink to say, thank you Hashem for, right, right, I've said this many times, right, the kid who runs and gets candy in the shul, right, and he brings the candy, right, did you make a bracha? No, don't ask your son that question. Did you say thank you to the man who gave you the candy? Did you say thank you to the man who gave the candy? When I tell my kids about benching or making brachas, I don't say, do you make a bracha? You make a bracha. I said, did you thank Hashem for the fact that you're sitting here? Did you thank Mommy? Did you thank Mommy for the food that she made you? Did you thank Hashem? That's all. How do we thank Hashem? So, so sometimes my kids will say to me, Oh, Tati, oh, so what do I have to bench? Why can't I thank Hashem? So what do you think I tell them? What? Who said that? What do you think I tell them? Let's hear it. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Exactly. 
They say, oh, so what do I have to, so what do I have to bench? What do I have to say? I say, so, so don't. Thank Hashem. I say, thank Hashem. Thank Hashem for the food that He gave you. Thank Hashem for the mouth that He gave you to eat. He gave you a throat that you could swallow, that you could taste. Thank, thank you. That's a relationship. That's a relationship. It's the tiny, I'm telling you, it's the little, little things that create, that create who we are and what we do. The little tiny things that nobody knows about. And when you don't do it, you suffer from the things that you don't do over time. When you don't brush your teeth, right? When you don't brush your teeth, it's not in one second that you have bad teeth. It takes time, over time. Over time, a year, two years, three years. When somebody is not successful in something, it's over time. It's because he didn't do it over time. The little things over time. That, that, that get a person. It's not the big things. It's not the big things. People are waiting for big things. And that's why it's so important. Well, question comes and then I'll say what, what's so important. Please, Rabbi C, go. I know you got a lot. Um, yeah, I think, I think it really nailed it when Rabbi said the time thing. A lot of people love skipping steps on the ladders. I had a guy on Shabbos Day from Miami that some guy told me he needs a meal, and I kind of shoved him into my meal with 10 other guys, and I wasn't in the mood. But he ended, he, I said, okay, how can I, on the spot, the guy put me. And he showed up, and he started, like, singing Broadway songs. He has a beautiful um, voice, apparently. He performed in stadiums. And I told him, what's your deal? Why are you not famous? So he said, I'm, I'm working on it. I, I, I still don't know everything. And I told him, you'll be successful because you're not rushing. You're taking your time. And, and I feel myself, whenever I try to jump 20 steps ahead, there's a system in life and you, you, you can't skip the steps. So yeah, just uh, concur to what the rabbi said. You gotta, you gotta take your time. And it's laughable that kids here that are 19 and 20, they're in such a rush. It's like, what are you worried about? You don't have five kids to pay the bills. You don't know what our Nona means unless you went to Mara and something. So well, what's your problem? But uh, that's that's what we have to work on because I was in the same position at 19 as I remember sitting there having the whole world on my shoulder when you just look at it that you're in camp, just have a good time, try to learn what you can, and you'll be amazing if you take one step at a time and don't skip steps. <coughs>
you're, you're going to be out of breath. You need to take a break. You need to relax. You need to stop right there. Just sit and chill. And then continue going up the steps. But something I know that I always forget about is stopping and breathing. And then continue going up the steps. Beautiful. So, yeah. What, what the, the way that works is that it goes with what Rabbi Tzvi was saying, is that when you're rushing, usually when you rush, when you rush somewhere, it's, it's out of fear. I'm not talking about where, you're, where you have a rut zone, so you're running. When you've got to get somewhere, it's because you're afraid that I'm not going to get there. When I know I'm going to get somewhere, when I know I'm going to get somewhere, so you can take your time. When I'm afraid that I'm not going to get there, then i got to... Then if I make a mistake, if you make a mistake, then oh my gosh, that's it. It's all over. But when I know that I'm going to get there, so then it's okay that I made a mistake. There's nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong with making a mistake. I'm going to just go ahead and, and like, you know, with ways that what does it do? It'll reroute. As long as I know my destination so clearly, and I know that this is, I'm going to attain. That's what Shimon's saying. If I know I'm going to reach happiness, one day I will be happy. It takes time. Right now I'm not happy. It takes time. But this is my thing. I'm going to speak to people about it. I'm going to read books about it. I'm going to take it slow. And just because I have a day where I'm not happy, doesn't mean that I'm not going to reach it. I think that's very, very important. A lot of times people are not able to celebrate and enjoy the process because they're, they're only focused and their fear of, of I'm not going to reach there. So I've I, I got to figure out how to get there right away. Right away. Another reason, just to say, another reason is, is that you're never finished your journey anyway. A person's never finished his journey. So it's not like you're going to get to a place and you're going to be like, okay, that's it. Think about your past. Think about the things you've changed till now. Think about the things where you are now, until now. If I told you and I showed you a picture of yourself now from a year ago, two years ago, and said, look where you are right now, you'd be like, wow, that's pretty impressive. But why are you not thinking that right now? Because you're already on to the next thing. You're already furthering where you are. So we don't get a chance to go ahead and say, wow, look how far I've come. Look how far I've come, because success breeds success. If I'm able to feel good about myself, I'm able to take one step at a time and to say I'm going to get there. One dot at a time. One Mishnah at a time. One Misil Susharam. I look at the guys who've consistently come to Misil Susharam. I mean it. Guys who consistently come, consistently, they come. It changes your life. Why does it change your life? Because it takes time. What happens is slowly, slowly, it seeps in. Slowly, can I, can, I, can, I, can I borrow your phone for a second, Slim? I was very inspired by this holy Jew. Thank you. Slimy Green. Unbelievable. Notes to self. Notes to self, right? He has a whole list. We were talking the other day about his tremendous growth, and he starts telling me that he... You know, all the major things, all the incredible things that he worked on and has worked on for time after time. And then he starts showing me this, this thing that he has. Can you get your screen? Can I see what you have on your screen? On your, yeah. Like, like, like that? This is what he has on a screen uh, thing. 
right there. Shlaimi, do not chase temporary pleasure. Say no to things that hold you back, and yes to you. That's something that's in his faith at all times. Right? Look at this. So he has a list over here. I'm going to scroll. Right? I'm just going to read one of them. Be right with yourself. Hang around people that make you feel make you feel better. A cup of coffee, sweet or not, make the same bracha. The daf is a commitment is very important. Everything will fall in place. Death is mace, mitzvos, and Torah. That's all we take oh, with us. Wow. I'm saying he's got a whole, he's got a whole yeah, scrolling, a whole thing, a whole thing that he's constantly. And this is what you wrote all these in one day? No, a day here, a day there, and then what are you left with? You're left with changing your life. Unbelievable. What an inspiration. It's an inspiration to me when I see, I could just say when I see the power, the power of small moves, the power of small moves, and the power of the ability for a person to, to take one step at a time and to make commitments that are, that are, that you can, that you can, that are bite size. And dreams that could be, you could dream the greatest dream in the world. Don't have, don't have from this last week's parsha. Mutzavartza, the 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 Magia Shamaima. Have your dream. Sula Mutzavartza. Have your dream that you're going to be have a, a beautiful, amazing wife with an amazing relationship and children, and you're gonna have money and you'll have Torah, you'll have Hashem, you'll have happiness. Dream the dream. Dream the dream. But what? The ladder is on the ground with rung after rung after rung. And once you have that, there is nothing, I'm telling you, there is nothing to stop you. There's nothing to stop you. Someone just told me recently, who told this to me? I, sorry, I apologize if I don't remember who told this to me. Someone told me that uh, in order, was it you, Rabbi speak? Someone told me that it takes yeah. three years. Is that what you told me? It takes three years the, to, to become, um, to, to, to be successful in something. Someone just told me this recently. It takes three years for a person to become successful in something. Three years for like, whatever, five years? Five years for a business. Five years for a business or something. Someone was just telling this to me recently, that, that people want to see change immediately, and it just takes time. And if you would have your patience to say people are looking for, for results, immediate results, because that's the world we live in. We live in a world, when I was your age, right, they changed, the, the, the generation was called the microwave generation. The microwave generation, because instead of putting pizza in the oven to warm up the pizza, for, to, I gotta wait for the oven five minutes to get warm, and they gotta put the pizza in for another five minutes, a chutzpah. I don't, got ten, I don't got 10 minutes. 
right? I, I got 10 minutes, right? So you have the microwave generation. You just heated up the microwave generation. That was, you're talking about 20, 25, 30 years ago. And what was the microwave generation? Microwave generation is, is that I gotta get somewhere very, very quick. So could you imagine our generation, this new generation, which is way beyond, right? The one, I think it was called, one of the guys in Shir, in my Masil Sharm Shir and Shir Yashiv, I remember him telling me, Aryeh Smith, he told me, remember Aryeh Smith? Let's see. He told me, he told me that uh, we were called the one click. I remember sitting there, sitting at the table, Masil Sharm talking about the microwave generation, and he says, Rebbe, now we're called, and this must go back 15 years ago, at least 15 years ago. He says, Rebbe, we're called the one click generation. Or the one, right? Just, just click it. What does that mean? So now 15 years later, we're almost going backwards. And what that does to a person is it frustrates a person. Because if I don't have something right away, I know the way it works with me. If the air conditioning's not working right away, if the heater's not working right away, if the supper, if the food is not exactly the way I want it, if whatever it is is not the way exactly the way I want it, then I need it. I need it. It's got to be good. If my credit card's not working right away, I had this the other day. I was in a store, right? Credit card, chutzpah, chutzpah, chutzpah. My credit card's not working. Right away, call up the company. Right away, let's go, let's go, let's go. We got to get it done. There's no patience. There's no patience. And when a person lives in that world, so he doesn't have patience for anything.
You're scared you're not going to achieve it and it's going to slip out of your grasp, so you try to grasp it and show everyone while you still have it before it goes before you away. Lose it. And I feel like that's kind of the generation we live in where everything's external and it's everyone's so scared they're going to lose everything, like you just said, where when you're in a rush, you're scared that I'm not going to get there. But when, you're, but when you know you, you're going to get there, you're not in a rush and it's okay to make a mistake. But I feel like we live in that generation where everything's like, I need to show everyone before I lose it because I'm gonna lose it. And it's not something that's gonna stay. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah, I just remember that uh, uh, was talking about um, like not waiting to check messages and waiting to check emails and things like that, which I think is like obviously, like even if we're in the generation of the one click or the micro or whatever, we don't have to be in that generation. We can actually we can be people that aren't. And I was just thinking that halakhically, a person who keeps halakha is hired to act this way. Because every morning when I leave, walk out of my house to Shabbos and I walk by my mailbox, I consciously know that I didn't die. I'm not allowed to check my mailbox. Like I'm talking about a literal mailbox. You know, like, no one knows what the, they put papers, whatever. And I was just thinking how awesome that is that if a person then talks to halakha, then like they're forcing themselves to be not in this generation, they're forcing themselves to be transcend that, you know, I need to get it right now. No, I, I have a priority, I gotta do a job, and I can't check my mail. I, I can't check my email before dobbing. That's not I'm not Hashem wants me to be more, you know, in beautiful. Beautiful. And not in this generation. Beautiful. It's one of the reasons I think it could be one of the reasons why people have trouble with halacha and they have trouble with these things because they reject it's not the halacha they're not struggling with Hashem right people think oh I don't want to keep this halacha I don't want to keep that halacha you have no you have no problem keeping halacha you have no problem with Hashem you're lying to yourself the reason you're doing that is because you're impatient it's the same thing I say about same thing I say about Shabbos Shabbos is not your problem your problem is you can't let go of your phone on Tuesday either you can't stop checking your phone you can't stop, you know, uh, doing your jewel, whatever it is. That's not because of Shabbos. That's because of your anxiety or whatever it is. So Reb Simcharab is making a very strong point, and it's so true. Most of our problems that we have are our personal problems that we have. We, we, might, we might blame it, or we might alibi it on God and Halacha and Torah and all of these things. But in essence, it's our lack of patience, our lack of whatever it might be. Amazing. Thank you, Rupsam Karaba. Yeah, Morty. himself slowly, when a person slowly trains himself, and I think this is uh, one of the one of the the popular things in our that, that's around now is the mindfulness and breathing yoga. All of these things are very very popular. 
I think the reason that they are popular is because, is because everything moves so fast. Everything is going so quickly. And the truth is, just slow down. Slow down. Recognize, how old am I? How old am I? What am I doing this year? Why am I here in yeshiva? What can I do this week? What can I do next week? What can I go ahead and how can I make the, as I always say, the best thing that you can do for your future, for all of those who are afraid of your future. I'm afraid of my, what's going to be when I get married, what's going to be with my relationships, what's going to be with money, what's going to be in my future. The best thing you could do about your future is you could live today to the best of your ability. That's the best thing you could do to change your future is to live today. And sometimes our challenge is that it's easier to worry about my future. It's easier to worry about, oh my gosh, what's going to be, what's going to be, which destroys my present moment. than sometimes just dealing with what's right in front of me. Dealing with, with what's right in front of me is, is, the, is the most uh, pushed away thing that a, person, that a person can have. The most thing, you know, I was, I was thinking, I think it was last night, Binyamin, just to m- mention Binyamin Berkowitz, I, said, I think said this, I think it was two years ago, I think it was two years ago, where Binyamin said, you'll, you'll remind me, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, where we always say, today is the first day of the rest of your life. And Binyamin says, no, no, no. Today is the only day of the rest of your life. Which means that when a person's perspective... When a, person, when a person is looking at, today is the only day I can control. This morning is the only morning that I can control. Then you sort of start getting a little bit of control over, over your life. When you're thinking about everything else besides today, besides this morning, that's when you don't have any control. So Hashem will help each and every one of us. We'll be Zoha as we begin a new week. Uh, Rabbi Goldberg texted me because we were talking about the, uh, the break, the Hanukkah vacation that's going to be. And he says, oh, you'll like this one. He says he made a cheshben that after Hanukkah break, there's like 50 days, 60 days left till, till basically till Purim. So as we approach Hanukkah and we then we'll have our break, when we're finished, finished this, you'll be like, okay, that's it, great. It's been a great year, guys. Doesn't mean we don't come back after Pesach, Mir Tashem. But you don't want to go back and look and say, okay, I could have, should have, would have. You want to say, okay, I had this, this day. I might have started a little bit late. Like someone, uh, someone just told me that, that someone came to, uh, to a Rebbe in, in, uh, in the mirror. and saying, Rebbe, uh, he told him this like a month ago or whatever it was. He says, oh, I'm, I'm burnt out. He's like, what, what, what are you doing? We've just been here for a month. What are you burnt out already? Right? When a person when, when a person realizes when a person realizes that that your your time is so limited. Your time is limited. But when a person realizes that days just keep on and the Yitzhahara doesn't the Yitzhahara will never ever tell you that I'm destroying your year. Because he knows you won't give in to that. He says, I'm going to make sure you have a terrible year. You'll be like, no way, I'm not listening to that. If he tells you I'm going to mess up this month, there's no way you're going to listen to that. But to take away a day here, a day there, that's how he lives. And the way to fight that, 
is to give yourself a day. Give yourself a day. That's what life is about. Hashem will help each and every one of us. Don't worry about your past. Don't live in your past. Don't worry about your future. Live today because today, I'll say for Kenyamin, is the first day, is the only day that we have is today. So have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.